Welcome to Horror Study Hall, the academic side of horror. I'm your host, M.A. Reynolds. It's time to get spooky. Welcome to Horror Study Hall, our official first episode on our podcast journey into the academic side of horror. We will be talking about why we are so drawn to the horror genre, doing a high-level overview of the various areas of study in horror studies, why some of us are drawn to this genre, and the benefits associated with the horror genre. To start out this episode, I did ask three individuals about their first memories of being scared by a movie and why it drew them to the horror genre. My first example goes over a movie that we all have probably seen, The NeverEnding Story. So she says, my childhood movie that scared the shit out of me was The NeverEnding Story. The scenery and some of the fairy tale creatures terrified me, but the princess's voice was the creepiest. Her soft, whispery voice was so unnerving, like the calm before the storm. I always thought she was far too calm for her situation and must be hiding something. Perhaps this is what intrigued me to get into true crime, serial killers, and the mental state of individuals who commit those crimes. My second example goes over The Hobbit. So the first scary movie that this individual watched was actually the cartoon movie The Hobbit. The animation style is what really drew me in, and Gollum from that movie forever scarred me. I was terrified for a good bit after watching that movie and constantly had a flashlight in my hand to shine in his eyes if he was behind me. The way he talked, the way he moved, his colorless eyes. I forced myself to watch scary movies after that to help convince me that monsters weren't truly real. Even as an adult, that Gollum voice still gives me the chills. Once I started forcing myself to watch horror movies, I became fascinated with them, noticing certain patterns and how frequently similar scenarios happened in different horror movies. Eventually, these movies became funny, and it would become a game to me to watch multiple horror movies and pick out how they were similar. My final example is about The Land Before Time and a few other movies in the horror genre. Asking me the simple question had me thinking about my horror history. Starting from waking up to nightmares as Sarah running from the T-Rex in the land before time to today. There is one time that really stands out to me when my parents were out of town and my sister was watching me. Her boyfriend rented us movies my parents would have never let us watch. The Nightmare on Elm Street and Stephen King's It. I remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street and sleeping with my sister for several nights after that. It comforted me that she was more scared of Freddy but when I was, than I was when we were young. 
However, the memory that really stuck with me from those rented VHS movies were Stephen King's It. I had to walk my friend halfway home after watching that movie. We lived one house away from being next door neighbors, so we'd walk each other to the house in between and watch the other one run home. We were both terrified to leave each other. This was when I learned to use humor to try to not be scared. We were saying goodbye and I said, kiss me, fat boy, and turned and ran. That was a quote we both found extremely funny in the movie. It stayed with me for weeks. I was scared Pennywise was going to come out of my shower drain. A head would be my fridge I, and I, that I was going to see him at school. My young brain tied it with the Nightmare on Elm Street and I was worried Pennywise would get me in my dreams. I loved the lasting impact it had on me and never stopped watching horror since. For me personally, uh, my first horror memory is the music video Thriller with Michael Jackson. Um, I think I was three or four years old when that came out. And whenever Michael turned into the zombie or the, the cat werewolf thing, it just horrified me. So whenever that music video came on, my t I would tell my teenage brothers to let me know when the scary part was over. I would cover my eyes so that I wouldn't have to see Michael Jackson as a zombie or as the werewolf cat thing. And of course, being the awesome teenage brother that he was, he would always tell me the scary part was over right when there was going to be a pop-up or a big scare just to scare the, the bejesus out of me. That memory has stuck with me throughout my life. Um, that and going to see movies I shouldn't have seen in the theater with my parents. Um, Fright Night, one of my all-time favorite movies I saw in the theaters when I was a child. Hellraiser. Um, Army of Darkness was a huge influence on me when I was a preteen. Really brought me into my love affair of Bruce Campbell and of the Evil Dead series in general. All of these experiences helped shape us into who we are today and helped us really start our love affair with the horror genre. Think about when you were a child and what frightening experience you had. What did it do for you? Was it a traditional horror movie or was it something else? Maybe like the examples above with Land Before Time and Never Ending Story, which aren't technically horror movies, but did have scary elements associated with them. This drew some of us to the horror genre. It repulsed others and made them not want to watch horror anymore. These experiences definitely formed our lifelong relationships with the horror genre. I'm going to pause right here and play a short audio clip from the movie The Exorcist um, just to kind of demonstrate feelings we may have as we're watching or listening to something from the horror genre. Hey, mother, sit here with this cash. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. Take some time and think about what you felt as you were listening to that that voice. I know throughout my life, the voice of Reagan from The Exorcist has just caused me to fear, feel instant fear or apprehension when I've just heard it out of context or outside of the movie. Did you find that audio clip repulsive or were you drawn to it? Wanting to listen to more or perhaps wanting to find the movie that this clip was from so that you could experience it for yourself. Play close attention to how you are feeling right now. Are you having a physical reaction to that sound clip? Is your heart rate increasing? 
Did you maybe feel a little bit of anxiety? What psychological changes can you notice? Are you having any emotions in reaction to what you just heard? Some find these reactions uncomfortable, while others, like me, seek out these reactions. We want to experience these fears in a safe space. So why are we drawn to the horror genre? Why do we find it so appealing? This one is a challenging question to answer. Um, Psychologists, neurologists, sociologists have all been trying to answer this question for years without a definitive answer. The answer varies by who you ask and their experiences with the genre. Ask fans of the genre and you will get a different answer every time why they like horror. For me personally, I really enjoy being scared. I find the experience quite pleasurable. I enjoy the physical, psychological, and emotional experience. I like the feeling of my heart rate and the tension going up in my body. It isn't often that you can feel that in a safe space without fear of actual physical harm. I enjoy the emotional attachment I get to horror, experiencing all of these fears in a very safe space. You feel emotionally alert from the experience, from the comfort and safety of your own home, or maybe a movie theater, depending on where you are. It allows us to experience these feelings without fear of being ostracized or looked down upon in a safe environment. It is also fun to experience the safe fear with a group. One of the most enjoyable things about horror is watching it with a friend and, and watching them experience a scare. I can't tell you how often I've rewatched things with people who have never seen it just so I can watch them react to it and, and just have a good pleasurable time. When the Paranormal Activity came out several years ago and it was one of the best found footage movies at the time in the genre. My favorite thing to do was to invite someone over who has never seen that movie, um, even people who typically don't watch the horror genre, and just watch them watch the movie whenever the sound would go down. And there was that anxiety-inducing moment where nothing was happening on screen, but you knew it was coming. Watching someone react is just so, so fun for me. And I think most of us listening to this podcast could agree We have all done this, I believe, with our friends. There have been many studies on why the group scare is so appealing to us. It is very enjoyable because when we watch someone experience something, we experience ourselves and it helps us connect. It brings us closer together. This is why we enjoy things like haunted houses, roller coasters, bungee jumping. Would any of these experiences be fun alone? I would, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't go to a haunted house by myself. That does not sound like a good time to me. (laughs) But going with a friend, very, very fun. Um, A few years ago, I took my daughter and her friend to a haunted house and they decided that they wanted to pay for the experience of being touched and, and allow the the actors to interact with them a little more directly. And I, it was probably one of the funniest experiences I've ever had. We went into the room where Pennywise was and he, he climbed out of a well and he picked up my daughter's friend and started carrying her off and they were just gripping to each other in fear and crying. And honestly, it was the most hilarious thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would have given anything to be able to record that and share it with people. Watching them just cling to each other and get that adrenaline rush was just incredible. When we left the haunted house, they were laughing and 
decided that that was their favorite part, even though in the moment they were crying and just clinging to each other, thinking one of them was going to be taken away and never to be seen again. While we haven't definitively defined why all of us are drawn to the horror genre so much, there have been so many interesting research studies and theories as to why um, it could be because we are planning. We want to watch horror to make sure that we know how to get out of some of these situations. It could be because we just have this morbid fascination with the horror genre or all things macabre. There is one theory, though, that really sticks out to me that I will be doing a deep dive on a future episode just because I find it so incredibly fascinating. Um, That theory is that it's ingrained in our DNA. It's part of our evolution from back in prehistory days to today to be afraid of certain subject matters or certain things. Um, This is revolving around the kind of new theory of evolutionary psychology And that there are certain areas of fear that have been ingrained in our in our systems in our minds this relates to primal fears and the primal narratives of the past things that continually scare us so some examples of these primal narratives are territoriality fear of assimilation tribalism mating fear of the predator, and distrust or hatred of the other. So we can see examples of these in the modern horror film and why these horror films might scare us could be explained by evolutionary psychology. So when you're thinking of territoriality, maybe that's they live where aliens have come to our space and have tried to take over our planet subversively. Um, invasion of this body snatchers di- directly relates to assimilation. We, and you can also think of the Borg if you want to get into the sci-fi genre. Um, but the body snatchers are assimilating us into their collective to take us over and make us one of them. Bram Stoker's Dracula could explain tribalism. It's kind of um, human race tribe versus the vampire tribe. Um, the mating fear would be definitely species. Um, where an alien is trying to mate with humans to keep their race going. Um, could be also an allegory for racism, um, if you if you want to look really deep on that one. Um, we'll talk about that in the future as well. Um, of course, fear of predators would be predator or aliens, anything that comes and, and hunts us. Um, and then a great example of fear of the other would be us. Um, the other being the the individuals that come up from underground to come and take over and take revenge on those above ground. Um, us is an incredible example of this, in my personal opinion. I really enjoy this particular topic of evolutionary psychology to explain why we have fears of things that we really shouldn't, um, like of course, the supernatural aspect. In this day and age where we have science, some things that used to scare us really shouldn't anymore, and it does. Like, we shouldn't be as scared of snakes and spiders because that's not really a threat anymore. The biggest threat we have now is each other, honestly. Um, But we still have these primal fears embedded deep in our psyches. Moving away from studies, um, an overview of some studies, I should say, there are many benefits to watching the horror genre, um, benefits that I personally have experienced throughout my life. 
It provides emotional and intellectual stimulation. The horror film tends to be unpredictable. It's not necessarily bound by the Hollywood ending. And you can see this example all the time throughout the horror genre. When you're watching like a typical blockbuster film, let's use Mission Impossible as a good example. You know Tom Cruise's character is going to live. It doesn't matter how much peril he faces in that movie, how many times it appears he might die. You know he's going to live because he's the major star. He's the draw to the film. He's the franchise. And if they killed him off, the franchise would be dead. So there really is no risk in that movie um, or movies like it. It's very predictable. You're not surprised by what's going on. But the horror genre takes that and spins it on its head. It does often do the Hollywood type ending where you know who's going to live, who the final girl is, and that they're going to survive. But there's there's no guarantee. Horror can really surprise us and, and keep us guessing as to what's going to happen next. It helps us get pleasure out of guessing um, because we know the main character may not win. With horror, you never know. One of the best examples of this is Scream. So I remember when Scream came out in 1996, I was in high school. And I remember what a big deal it was that Drew Barrymore's character, spoiler, was killed in the opening of that film. She was a huge star back in the the 90s. I mean, she's still a star today, but back in the 90s, it was at a whole nother level. She had top billing. She was front and center on the poster. So overall, everybody just assumed she was going to be the final girl and she was going to survive to the end. And with the opening of that film, they even kind of made it seem like she was going to make it in a few instances with the phone calls and her parents being right there on the front lawn. And when they made the creative decision to kill her in the beginning, you knew you were in for something special, that there were no holds barred and it was going to be something you've never seen before. That surprise really drew more people, I believe, into the horror genre. I can remember people who previously had no interest in the horror genre being excited about it for the first time and talking about how Scream was the greatest horror movie ever made. It just, it really opened up the doors and for creativity in the horror genre and just movies in general that you don't have to go by the same formula. You can mix things up to surprise your audience and be successful. Horror movies also help people prepare for real-world situations in a safe environment. How many times are you watching a horror movie and you, you are planning out what you would do if you were in that situation? Would you run upstairs? No. Most of us are yelling at the screen not to have the, the final girl or final boy run up the stairs or run into the basement where there's no escape. Your brain is constantly making plans for what it would do if it was in this exact same situation. There was a 2020 study by Colton Scriver at the University of Chicago that showed that horror movie fans are coped better with the coronavirus outbreak than other other individuals around them. It found that horror fans are more resilient and better prepared for real life emergencies and theorized that viewing horror helped fans pick up on tips and behaviors to help in a real world pandemic scenario. Um, I have a direct quote from the New York Times article I would like to share that will be linked in our show notes on our website. Those who were partial to horror appeared less upset by the crisis than the majority. And the ones who enjoyed so-called prepper movies, think zombie films, were where society collapses, ranked as more resilient and able to plan ahead, both in terms of mental and practical preparation. 
So watching horror has helped us cope with real world scenarios. When there's an apocalyptic apocalyptic scenario like coronavirus, those who watched horror were more mentally prepared for it and able to cope than those who did not. And it just kind of goes to show the benefits of horror movies. It helps us cope with negative situations, helps us plan ahead. So if those situations do come up in our lives, we can better handle it mentally. I just want to close by saying that horror has more to offer than cheap scares and low quality entertainment, as some might suggest. There are many areas of study that we will be covering in the course of this podcast. So we'll be studying things like philosophy of horror, science of why we're drawn to horror more in depth than what I've covered today, social commentary and societal studies of the effects of horror and more. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of Horror Study Hall. Please follow us on our social media accounts. We are at Horror Study Hall on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, If you have any questions or any feedback, feel free to email us at amateurhorror101 at gmail.com. You can find links to all the resources I used in making this episode up at our website at horrorstudyhall.com. And stay spooky and keep studying.